0: Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of and Source, LLC. For more local news and information, please visit Salkinsource.com. Hello, and welcome to No Rain Date. My name is Josh Popachek, and I'm the publisher of Salkin Source. These are the news headlines our community is talking about for the week ending February 13th, 2020. The big story in Hellertown this week has been a business story, and that broke earlier this week with the news that a Starbucks is going to open in the former Bank of America building at Polk Valley Road and Route 412. This is at the very southern tip of hellertown in the shops at hellertown center across the street from mcdonald's is how many people would uh, refer to that location this has been a rumor for some time and it was difficult to confirm Uh, however the realtors who uh, market the shopping center properties did confirm on their website earlier this week that a starbucks will open in that building the Bank of America, by the way, closed in the summer of 2018, so it's been vacant for about a year and a half. The building obviously has a drive through since it was a bank. It's not clear yet if the drive through will be utilized um, by the Starbucks, but that's certainly ability. There have been concerns shared in Facebook comments about traffic flow in and around that building. It's obviously a very... Busy intersection that it's next to and uh, the shopping center generates a lot of uh, vehicular traffic. That entire area is uh, relatively commercial, especially at uh, morning and afternoon rush hour. There is quite a bit of traffic. A number of years ago, the borough and Lower Saucon Township discussed installing a traffic uh, light at the intersection. The light did receive approval for installation. However, Uh, Hellertown ultimately decided that it was not going to support the light. This was back in 2013. So the plans were essentially shelved at that point and there are currently uh, no plans to revisit the issue of a light at that intersection that we're aware of. Certainly that could change uh, at some point in the future. We'll continue to monitor this story. Uh, One other comment that was discussed uh, extensively on facebook uh, is regarding the fact that there is a starbucks in the giant supermarket which is just about a quarter of a mile down the road that is actually a uh, licensed uh, kiosk location for a starbucks it's not Uh, a company owned store so there's a bit of a of a difference between how that functions and how the new store will function the new store will certainly have different hours longer hours a wider variety of products available and so on um if you're not familiar with the difference between those um types of Starbucks. There's uh, certainly information online about that. And as we continue to report on this story, I will uh, endeavor to explain the difference in my coverage. Some other news that we were following this week in Fountain Hill Borough. uh, There's uh, some good news for the business community. The borough is considering implementing a facade matching grant program similar to what other nearby communities have including hellertown this would allow local property owners uh, particularly commercial property owners to apply for matching grants to improve the exterior appearance of their buildings along uh, broadway and delaware avenue which are the main commercial corridors in the borough of fountain hill borough council president leo atkinson uh, discussed the idea for this program at a uh, borough council meeting earlier this month there's $50,000 that's been set aside from which the grants can be drawn. That entire amount of money won't be allocated to the grant program. Um, However, that's part of a new fund um, for capital improvement projects that the borough budgeted for 2020. So it will be interesting to see how the program is implemented, there are still, still details to be worked out. Uh, Atkinson said that he hopes council will uh, enact the program in March. And once details are available about how businesses uh, and uh, property owners can apply for these grants, we'll certainly uh, share that information with the community. In police news in Hellertown, Borough police announced charges against two 13-year-old boys who allegedly committed an assault on another boy and then robbed him of $5. The boys are charged as juveniles, so obviously their names uh, were not reported publicly. However, police said in a news release that the alleged assault occurred when one of the boys uh, held the victim and the other boy punched him. Then the victim fell to the ground and was struck again. The reason police were able to charge the two 13-year-olds is because they viewed a Snapchat video that was recorded by another juvenile that essentially became evidence in the case against them, is what police said. We will continue to follow that story. In Richland Township, police are investigating a puppy caper uh, to... Cavalier King Charles Spaniel pups were reported stolen from the Willow Spring Kennel on East Cherry Road on February 7th. The puppies are just about seven weeks old. They're very small and they need their shots as well as other veterinary treatments. So we're hoping that they'll be recovered safely soon. Um, Police are certainly seeking information about the dog napping. And these uh, are very valuable dogs. Uh, according to the police news release about the incident, each puppy is worth approximately $3,000. You'll find more information about that on and Source. And a land development story we had this week concerns a Creek Road property. Uh, this is just west of Hellertown Borough. The Bethlehem City Planning Commission was scheduled to review a proposed rezoning for 2105 Creek Road that is between the Saucon Creek, Freedensville Road, and Creek Road. Uh, If you go over the Water Street Bridge as you're heading out of Hellertown it's the property immediately on your right after you cross the bridge. So the Heller Homestead is on the south side of the road that's in Lower Saucon and the property That's the subject of this proposed rezoning is on the north side and that's the city of Bethlehem side of the road the property is owned by developer Abraham Atiyah who also owns Saucon Valley Manor in Hellertown he is proposing a 40 unit retirement complex these would be 40 apartments on that property Uh, it's currently zoned rural residential and it would require a uh, Different type of zoning uh, in order for that complex to be built. Now, at the last minute, the Bethlehem Planning Commission tabled the discussion about this rezoning or proposed rezoning until their March meeting. Our understanding is that that was done so that borough and township officials have the opportunity to comment on the proposed rezoning. Hellertown Planning Commission met on Tuesday evening and voted not to recommend the rezoning. So that will be shared with the Bethlehem Planning Commission when they do discuss this. And uh, obviously, a number of other uh, stakeholders, including neighbors uh, who live in that area, uh, such as people who live further up Creek Road, are concerned um, about this potential impact on traffic, the environment and uh, in other areas. There's been lots of development news uh, so far this year and it seems like that trend is going to continue and we'll be there to cover all of it for you. In the weather category, the mild weather has continued this week. Uh, There's still been very little snow. Remarkably the Lehigh Valley has only had about five inches of snow this entire winter and normally at this point in the season At least 20 inches of snow would have accumulated. It's also been uh, One of the warmest winters certainly that I can remember Uh, But Tony's the expert on that and he is going to fill us in on what's happening now and what we can expect over the next five days Here's Tony with the forecast
1: Hey everyone, Tony here from Lehigh Valley Weather Authority with your five-day forecast for Saucon Source's No Rain Date podcast. Today's date is February 13th, 2020, and let's kick off the forecast with today, Thursday. Rain will move out of here this afternoon. Total rainfall accumulations across the area of half inch to one inch. High today, 50 degrees down to 26 tonight. An Arctic cold front moves in here for the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Friday's high temperature 30 under partly cloudy skies with some peaks of sun. A Low temperature Friday night of 12 degrees. Saturday, sunny skies high of 32 going down to 22 Saturday night. That's about it as far as cold temperatures because Sunday we rebound. Sunny skies highs in the mid 40s down to 30 at night. And for your President's Day, sunny skies highs in the upper 40s. That's all I got for you this week. Have a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon.
0: I'd like to welcome Jordan Sorolnick of Seven Sirens Brewing Company to No Rain Date. I first met Jordan about a year ago, actually, when he and his partners were just just getting going with renovating what's going to be an incredible new brewery in South Bethlehem. And um, it's been quite a journey for them over this past year, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, Jordan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Josh. And I wanted to start off by um, asking you a little bit about your background. I know you grew up locally and also what specifically got you interested in brewing in the first place.
2: Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, I grew up out in New Tripoli, went to northwestern Lehigh, home of the Tigers. Um, ended up moving to Emmaus my senior year, actually. Um, so I graduated from Emmaus after that. Went to college for a little bit, and I uh, was going for business, and I felt myself growing closer and closer to my dad's business, so I decided to join the Navy. Okay. <laughs> That's your dad's business. Yeah. So, uh, well, his his business, he actually does catering in the Lehigh Valley and stuff like that, so... But he's uh, a veteran? Uh, He's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I... Uh, Wanted to kind of find my own path and uh, you know see the world, get an education, serve my country, all that kind of gotcha. stuff. So,
0: you served for how long?
2: Yeah, so I was uh, I was in the Navy for six years. Okay. Um, I was stationed everywhere from Chicago to Virginia Beach, out to San Diego, a couple deployments in the Western Pacific, Middle East area. Yeah, and then I got out in 2015. All the while, I kind of was dabbling in home brewing, having fun with that as a hobby. In the Navy I was trying to replenish the amount of beer that I was deplenishing from the planet (laughs) so um, that's kind of how I got into the homebrewing craze if you will right Mm. and
0: and what what sort of brought you back
2: to the valley because you could have probably planted
0: yourself anywhere once you got out of the Navy
2: yeah so I was stationed in San Diego when I got out of the military and uh the cost of living out there was intimidating, especially mm-hmm. someone, um, you know, was close to finishing my uh, degree. I didn't have it finished yet. And uh, just kind of the support network, you know, that we had out in Pennsylvania. My whole family's out here, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So I wanted to move back, finish my degree, kind of get my bearings and go from there. And
0: at that point then was when you sort of connected with, you have two business partners and...
2: So, so sorry, well right? I, I actually have one business partner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Aaron's our like marketing distribution extraordinaire who does oh, okay. all sorts of other awesome stuff. Um yeah, he's, so he's, he's so yeah. good at it that <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sold he sold himself at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's absolutely crucial to the uh operations. But right. uh, and
0: he's a Silicon Valley guy.
2: Correct, correct. Yep, yeah, he grew up right up the road. Yep. Yeah, so we're all, you know, super local, all that. So um when I got Josh guy, is your yeah, my business right, partner, yeah. Right. So yeah, he lives he grew up in and graduated from Salisbury High School. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right down the road. Yep, yep, yep. Awesome. We touched on you being a veteran and you know, that's obviously big part of your personal identity well is Josh a veteran too um Josh isn't yeah just Aaron yeah but I I see that influence in your your business sort of and it seems like you have like a real big following among local veterans like tell me a little bit more about that
2: yeah no it uh it's a lot you know you you know you leave for the military kind of as a kid you know what I mean and uh I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with my life, but I knew I needed some direction. I needed some, some guidance, some discipline, some, you know, all those kinds of things. And uh, I definitely got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I got what I uh, joined to get. And, uh, you know, when I got out, um, you know, I finished my degree, uh, you know, bought a house, got a job, all the things they tell you to do as an adult. I just kind of was looking for a little bit more, you know, that experience and discipline and, you know, all that kind of stuff definitely has helped all along the way. Just, you know, understanding, you know, the mission and understanding, you know, why we're doing what we're doing and understanding that things can change any moment and mm-hmm. you can't just sit there and dwell upon it. You have to make a decision to move forward, you know what I mean, and just, you know, analyze at the end. So, yeah, no, it's definitely... uh Kept wind in my sail, so we're we're still pushing forward.
0: Right, and obviously leadership and teamwork are, are huge in the military mm-hmm. and in business. So Absolutely, sure. Sure, it was a good uh, education in that sense. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the beer because that's the mm. the big you know that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Absolutely. What what were some of like the first beers that you brewed and and what can visitors expect when Seven Sirens open in terms of, like, the lineup?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So when I was uh, stationed out in San Diego, all the breweries out there are all, you know, they were huge in the IPAs before, before the whole craze happened. You know, the West Coast IPAs, super dry, super hoppy styles. Um, there was very few breweries out there that had a very diverse lineup. It's all... Just easy drinking in the sun, beer. So mm-hmm. um, I kind of started dabbling in different stuff because, obviously, coming from the Northeast, you know, we're all accustomed to, you know, dark beers and lagers mm-hmm. and you know all you know all that kind of stuff. So it was cool, you know, being out there and seeing a you know a different side of it and different styles, and then kind of coming back and seeing that, you know, I mean, obviously, this was, you know, twenty nineteen not 2019, it was 2015 when I got out and, you know, realizing that there's not as much diversity in, you know, the mm-hmm. beer world out here. Right. Um, so we wanted to, you know, kind of show that we are just uh, aficionados of beer in general and what it stands for and, you know, what it's done and what it continues to do for communities. And we make everything just, you know, light to dark as our flagships. You know, we're going to have seven flagships everything from cream ales, you know, a few IPAs, brown ales, Saison, uh, you know, just the whole kind of gamut, light to dark, everything in between. And then in addition to that, we're going to have seasonals, experimentals, and a lot of other fun stuff as well. So we like sticking to traditional recipes and paying homage to, you know, the way it used to be done and, you right. know, and all that stuff, but also enjoying the freedom that the craft beer world kind of can provide, you know. Right. so
0: It's kind of, like, kind of like, yeah, if you can dream it, you can do it. Absolutely.
2: Now. And, uh, you know, it's It can be frowned upon by, you know, certain parts of, you know, the brewing community and stuff. There are purists and stuff like that. But, you know, again, everyone in the brewing community agrees on, like, what beer does. You know what I mean? It's bringing people together and doing awesome stuff, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to vote now for a pumpkin spice in the fall. Okay. All right. (laughs) They're they're releasing
2: those earlier and earlier every year, so you'll probably be able to get one in, like, June. (laughs) It won't be soon enough. (laughs) Are you going to have
0: adult beverages besides beer there for the non-beer drinkers? Yeah, absolutely. It's always a big question about whether to do that or not.
2: Yeah, so the Pennsylvania Brewing License actually affords all breweries the ability to sell any alcohol made solely in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Now, um, you know, that's wine, that's spirits, uh, other breweries' beer. Um, You have to sell a majority of your own products. Obviously, you're a brewery making your own stuff, so you should be selling your beer. Um, Right. But you know, we definitely want to create an experience where you know we can have something for everybody, so that you know, if you go with your friend and your friend doesn't like beer or you know, vice versa, it's it's an opportunity that you both can have fun and you can both enjoy the experience and you know, enjoy you know everything about it. So um, yeah, we're gonna have a, a cocktail list, um, a nice sized wine list, a few of every different kind of variety, and uh, in addition to that, we're gonna be making. You know all the fun new stuff like uh seltzers hard ciders um mm-hmm. we've even done a bunch of uh hard teas hard lemonades hard coffees i mean we kind of like playing with all different fun stuff and uh you know a lot of that stuff we were you know kind of keeping under wraps for a while you know what i mean but uh you know kind of the cat's kind of out of the bag now you know right. we're going to be opening here and very very shortly and uh we just kind of want everyone to come and enjoy you know all the different varieties
0: that's that's another thing i kind of wanted to ask you about like how did you without having a physical location build Mm -hmm. up this huge following um which you know you have many thousands of followers Mm -hmm. on online on social media um you i i think you did events right
2: yeah you you were yeah so uh you know we spent about a year and a half trying to open a location in allentown that actually fell through at the very last second, you know, we were ramping up for anticipation of that location. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a very unique predicament to be in that we have people who are, you know, are loyal followers already who've been going through this journey with us already. You know, we had to decide, like, how do we keep engaging? Mm -hmm. And uh, so when we found our new location, we just wanted to be kind of as transparent as we possibly could we know that not everything goes according to plan and uh we like i said we try showing people our ups and downs and you know laugh, people like laughing along at the ridiculous stuff and uh you know i always kind of joke with people like hey have you ever planned anything big in your life how did that go
1: mm-hmm. you know what i
2: mean like yeah. anything you right. know so you know it's it's definitely kind of a living breathing thing and uh you know there's been very very few people who have you know negative attitudes about it and you know honestly you know those people probably aren't a whole lot of fun to drink a beer with anyway so (laughs) true (laughs) yeah so uh you know if you're listening and and, you know you're upset that it took us a long time I still love you you can come have fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah I I forgot about the Allentown Mm -hmm. because so that sort of makes this like
0: twice as long yep of a journey yeah um, to opening Mm -hmm. so that's that's a long time, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be even sweeter uh, when you do open, which is going to be soon. And we can't give the specifics yet, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That's out of your hands, mm-hmm. sort of, because you've done the work, but you have to deal with, you know, inspections and everything. Mm-hmm. But you're you're just going to have to wait a little bit longer and follow them on social media, Facebook, Instagram, for for those updates. In the meantime, definitely peruse those posts i know Mm -hmm. you've been posting about merchandise Mm -hmm. which you have in stock now right yeah yeah no
2: that's it's it's fun doing that you know people keep requesting stuff and we you know try getting stuff and then you know you got to find the right vendors who have the same attention and detail and quality expectations that you have you know so we went through a few vendors just to get the good stuff and uh you know, like, our hats, we uh, our first order of hats sold out in under an hour, so That's we had awesome. to wait two more months to get the next order, oh you know God. what I mean? So it's kind of learning as you go, and it's, you know, we're kind of in uncharted waters, you know, with a lot of stuff that we're doing, but, you know, mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't have it any other way. It's a lot of fun and keeps us fresh. <laughs>
0: right, right. It keeps you focused on mm-hmm. other things, too. The food situation, mm-hmm. are you going to have in-house food, food trucks,
2: Combination? So, um, we're not going to have our own kitchen, but we are going to have rotating food trucks. So, you know, all the local ones are all, you know, anxious to come. We've already started putting them on our calendar, uh, everything like that. Um, We're actually going to have like a food truck window that uh, food trucks that are physically capable of coming up to the window because some of them have awnings and stuff like that and they'll just be right outside the door. But in inclement weather, you'll be able to order straight through the window from the brewery. So, you don't even have to really go outside. And that so, window
0: was already there because this was a parking garage. Yeah, or we should explain that. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So the building uh, was built in 1890, and uh, for the last multiple decades, it was a parking garage. So there was, you know, huge holes cut into the side of the building for windows and doors and all that kind of stuff. So um, we tried utilizing the building as much as we possibly could, you know, considering how much work we already had to do to it. So uh yeah no it was set up perfectly it has the drive through for the uh for the bank right there so and they close you know right when we open so the food trucks you know they're they're perfect right there right at the window so
0: i think it's going to be a better brewery than it was a parking garage i (laughs) sure hope so (laughs) it was a very small parking garage and it didn't make a lot of sense as a parking garage yeah
2: it was actually designed as a bethlehem steel company store so right when it was designed and built it never was intended to be a home for automobiles right (laughs) so uh yeah that was just kind of uh how it ended up turning out
0: yeah no i i think i can remember being in a car and my parents parking there when i was little because we literally lived around the corner from there basically which wouldn't really explain why we parked there but uh, (laughs) (laughs) if you're going out and about yeah maybe because i was little but um but yeah um it's it's a really Interesting building with a fascinating history, and I know you've posted about that as well mm-hmm. You're also incorporating elements from other buildings. You have a, an incredible carved uh, wooden bar mm-hmm. from the Shamrock Inn which old-timers may remember of uh, as a Southside institution How did you come by that and
2: so? Uh, yeah, no, that was a very unique kind of discovery. So our <laughs> landlord he also owned the building that the shamrock was so that building definitely is a few decades past needing repair Mm -hmm. the roof uh was completely caving in on the building so completely open to the elements the only thing in that building that uh had any possibility of being saved and you know reused was that bar and it was uh, a smoking bar for a long time so it was almost black when we found it (laughs) and uh you know our—that's character. Yeah, <laughs> stories and yeah, all that kind of stuff was soaked in that. But uh, yeah, no, our our landlord wanted to you know save the bar and save you know what he felt was you know short of the building the only thing worth saving. So uh, he uh, graciously offered to have it moved a block and restored. And uh, the company that did that did a phenomenal job. It took them. A ton of time and energy. The hand, I mean, the bar was hand carved in Ireland. Hmm. Um, they estimate over a hundred years old just by the the method mm-hmm. of the carpentry. Um, they said no one has done that. You know, anyone who's ever built anything like that passed sixty years ago. Right. Um, you know the you know the woodworkers were aware of it and they you know read about it and they saw it before. But you know it definitely was a huge task for them to uh, bring that thing back to life and it. You know it's just absolutely gorgeous and they did an amazing job you know brought it in hundreds of pieces i mean what i forget you know one of our posts when we were having it installed it's just you know scrolls and columns and cabinets and you know everything just you know scattered about and you know again the the attention to detail and love that they put into it i mean you know we actually had to go back to them to get a couple more shelves for you know some glassware you know they custom made the shelves and we went back and you know, I saw our t-shirts and said, Hey, how's the bar? <laughs> you know, they were, you know, just so excited about it. And, you know, it's, it's really just a, like you said, a beautiful piece of history that, you know, if it could talk, you know, um, you know, I, one, also one of my other posts, you know, I actually met, um, a woman who works at a right across the street and mm-hmm. she wandered in during construction one day, she said, you know, started talking about the bar and I kind of was confused. You know, there is, you know a lot of different people walking around during the day and uh you know i really just wasn't ready for someone to come up and say hey you know i served beer at your bar and i'm like ma'am we're not open yet you know oh. <laughs> you know so no she's like no 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 no." when it was at the shamrock and i was like oh <laughs> so wow. yeah so she uh she celebrity told me, bartender yeah she told me stories of how uh She, you know, served in front of it for decades and hasn't seen it and always wondered what happened to it. And I said, you know what, you get on in here. So we brought her through the construction, got her a hard hat and a reflective vest and uh, showed her the bar. And, you know, she started tearing up as soon as she Uh saw it. You know, I I can only imagine, you know, decades of memories, you know, standing in front of that. So I told her that, you know, she's absolutely serving a beer from it. Right. as soon as we're open and Ooh. she said all she knows how to do is pour beer and shots so no cocktails or anything so if anyone's uh <laughs> expecting anything she's uh that's 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 her uh her specialty her name mary um i think it was sherry or something oh, I, okay. I i got to look back yeah i I'm, it's eluding me right now but well, that story just gave me chills that's like yeah you know, really yeah no uh if you know i'll i'll tag you in the post or something definitely. i made a huge post about it and
0: She's a great news
2: story, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was really cool. And, you know, all those sort of things, you know, people, you know, have emotional attachments to. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, it's not just the bar. It's not just the building. It's not just a beer. Right. You know what I mean? It's what all those things kind of represent. And uh, it's really, really cool being able to bring that all together.
0: Right. Well, yeah, I mean, in a traditional sense, like the pub, the bar was your home away from home, Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily have that as much anymore, Mm -hmm. although we still have plenty of bars, but the... The neighborhood pub. Exactly. Yeah. That
2: Mm -hmm. tradition
0: has sort of faded, but it sounds like you're going to be kind of bringing that back. Yeah,
2: no, so, you know, in my journeys across the planet, um, you know, you go to countries that never had to go through a prohibition Mm -hmm. so you know we're really just returning to a sense of normalcy you know there were more breweries per capita pre-prohibition than there are now you know and people always say like oh the market saturated i'm like well there was more breweries in the 20s (laughs) you know than there are now it's just the large companies survived that and prospered since you know and with laws loosening uh liquor laws and stuff like that you know it really really paved the way for this kind of craft beer boom and you know people are starting to see like hey this fresh stuff from around my corner is a lot better than what i've traditionally been drinking right you know and don't get me wrong you know whenever we're working it's hardly ever a triple ipa with passion fruit or something it's one of our old-fashioned pbrs or coors lights or something we grew up on you know lion's head Mm -hmm. every once in a while if i'm feeling mad at myself so uh we do we do all those fun things, and uh, but yeah, like I said, in you know in other countries, that's that's their culture. You know, like you said, it's that uh, community kind of gathering spot. You know, so we're uh, yeah we're trying to help you know educate and just show people kind of what they've been missing out on.
0: Right. Yeah, I think I remember reading that in the um, I think it was in the late '70s was when the, the there were only like three hundred breweries in the mm-hmm. whole country or something like that, which is mind boggling today because there's probably three hundred breweries in southeastern Pennsylvania now or something like that.
2: Yeah, some crazy <laughs> number. I, I'm even having trouble keeping up with it, but Right, but we, it was almost like we were <laughs> on track to head,
0: you know, for like the Walmart model of beer, mm-hmm. you know, where which I think most people would agree isn't isn't great for the consumer. Correct.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really, from a technical standpoint, really, really impressive how well the big breweries do with consistency and, you know, their distribution model and just everything they do is just really, really impressive, you know what I mean, from a outside kind of observation, but, you know, it's really, really difficult to make the larger quanti- quantities with the same quality you know obviously you know the higher quality the ingredient the higher the prices and you know it's it's tough you know it's tough to you know buy truck bring in you know thousands of pallets of strawberries to make a strawberry blonde you know so mm-hmm. um so yeah so again the the local especially out here and you know in the lehigh valley there's farms everywhere and you know we can get super local ingredients mm-hmm. um all over the place i actually grew up right next to Schmidt's Berry Farm out in New Chipoli okay. And you know, we used to go out there picking berries as a kid. And now mm-hmm. we're going out there with, you know, Josh's kids and picking berries and putting it in beer. <laughs> so it's just, it's really, really cool.
0: Yeah. No, that, that is awesome. I mean, I guess, and in, in, in the opposite sense, like maybe, I don't know if it's a challenge or, or not, but like when you have a, a smaller brewery quantities, like, you know, you can run out of something very, very fast if you don't make enough. And, and just by their nature, a lot of these um, brews are going to be limited release. Mm-hmm. So how do you keep people from being disappointed, I guess, or, you know, you, you just keep coming out with new ones? But
2: Yeah, so we, uh, you know, our, like, probably largest struggle that we've had um, in our Bethlehem location is, you know, getting our hands on our brewing equipment. Mm -hmm. So, we um, planned to have 23 taps, all different styles, all different varieties. We built a schedule for brewing and, you know, planned everything out. And it's just taken a lot longer to get our hands on our equipment than we anticipated. So, um, our options were open up without any of our own beer. (laughs) That's one option. Ouch. Um, You know, because you're allowed to sell you know, uh, alcohol made solely in Pennsylvania. Um, you do have to sell a majority of your own product, but you know, again, that kind of balances out once you start brewing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, over this, this journey, we've met so many awesome people at different breweries, owners and brewers at different conventions and, uh, festivals and, you know, just everywhere. And, uh, you know, because, you know, we have built those relationships, it afforded us opportunities to go do collaborations with them so we could actually make recipes and brew the beer you know at their facility and be able to have that for sale at our brewery um, we also teamed up with weyerbacher and uh, did a contract brew out there so we did 40 barrels of beer distributed between three different styles yeah so those are 100 percent our recipes our ingredients we brewed them on their equipment with their supervision You know, so, uh, you know, I I can't speak highly enough of them. They've helped us out from, you know, the very beginning and have, you know, they continue to just help us astronomically. So, um, you know, again, we are going to open up with nine of our quote unquote own beers on tap, you know, so, uh, you know, we wanted to show people that we're capable of it and Mm -hmm. we're just, you know, we're still just struggling with the logistics of, you know, again, getting our equipment, which, you know, we, we, it's been paid in full. Right. For... It's not like you didn't order it on time or anything. Yeah, we, (laughs) it is 100% out of our hands, and, uh, you know, we're, we're pushing through that, so... Right,
0: yeah, I mean, we're not going to go into specifics, Mm -hmm. but we're dealing with highly specialized Mm -hmm. pieces of equipment Mm -hmm. that aren't, you know, something that are, that's ordered every week or probably even every month, Mm -hmm. so...
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's you know we wanted all the bells and whistles, and you know, it, it's something that we've also learned through kind of throughout the brewing community uh, is a, a bottleneck of sorts. You know, getting uh, like you said, that kind of specialized equipment isn't isn't super easy. So um, you know, while knowing that kind of didn't make it any more easy or fun, but right. we at least understood that it's kind of par for the course. Right. And, and it I guess the silver lining is that it did
0: um, sort of strengthen your relationship mm-hmm. with these other breweries, and it's fantastic that you support each
2: other like mm-hmm. that. Not every industry is like that. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, the philosophy in the brewing industry is, you know, kind of the rising tide raises all the ships. You know, the more craft mm-hmm. beer drinkers there are, the better the industry is, you know. So, uh Maybe you know, that will
0: spread to the media industry.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's 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 a good concept, you know, collaborating and you know, helping each other again, like it doesn't help the beer community if we don't make good beer. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of putting a bad stigma on it all. So, you know, we all kind of stick together and offer our help when we can. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's really, really awesome.
0: That's great. One other thing I wanted to ask you about is, um, do you plan to have, like, live entertainment or things like that uh, once you open?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, once we open, we're going to be kind of on, like, a soft open schedule, limited hours, things like that. You know, we just got the approval for our signage on the front of our building, you Mm -hmm. know, so there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of stuff that we need to do, but you know, once we get our certificate of occupancy, we'll be able to open our doors and, you know, welcome people in. So um, we are gonna have live music, uh, you know, a band at least once a week. We want to ramp up hopefully to every day or, you know, as as often as people wanna come out and listen to it. So uh, as long as there's people there drinking beer, we'll we'll have entertainment and, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff too. You know, we've got shuffleboard, ping pong, foosball, a pinball machine. We're going to have Cornhole Leagues, Quates Leagues during the winter. We're going to have all sorts of fun stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, no, there's always going to be some sort of live entertainment, if not just watching us run around with our heads cut off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I will be there
0: early on because, like, I was talking about this earlier. Um, I live in Fountain Hill. There are no bars anymore in Fountain Hill. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Like, I mean, it, like, they've all become churches, Like, which is really great if you're a church but you know not which is ironic because there's
2: a lot of churches that have become breweries <laughs>
0: so. but not in fountain hill Yeah, no. <laughs> right so i think you're actually going to be the closest bar pretty much to where i live so that's pretty cool perfect yeah practically walking it. distance or uber is there so yeah and you're close to lehigh mm-hmm. you're you're going to be in the heart of, of a very thriving area
2: yeah, no, it's it's exciting, you know, to see everything that's going on and to be a part of it as, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things, you know, it's... Uh, First Friday on mm-hmm. the South Side is... Big. Yeah, I mean, they're always doing uh, awesome events, you know, Missy over there, she always has events coordinated and she's working with all the local businesses and they all work together and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's really, really cool and we, we can't wait to just dive in.
0: Great. Well... There's going to be a lot more to come, and uh, like I said, be sure to follow Seven Sirens on their Facebook and Instagram for updates um, about the soft opening and then the official opening. Um, You're posting a lot, so um, I'll be reading that with interest, too. Your address is going to be?
2: 327 Broadway.
0: 327 Broadway. Right there
2: in Bethlehem. Your website? Uh, www.sevensirens.beer. .beer? .beer? Dot beer I like that Yeah So do I Yeah it was an option And uh, I clicked it <laughs> That's relatively a new thing um, yeah, yeah I know there's like a
0: dot news And there's other Yeah we were gonna
2: We were gonna you know Be dot gov But that was a little <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A few more hoops to jump through Than dot beer
0: That's cool Well thanks Thanks again Jordan For joining us And,
2: and good luck And uh, we're excited for you Thank you Josh I really appreciate you having me And uh, taking the time To have me out here I'd like to welcome my
0: friend and neighbor here in downtown Hellertown, uh, Wesley Morris of Saucon Valley Massage Therapy. Wesley and his mom, Joanne Robbins, uh, own the business, and they're actually celebrating their 30th anniversary um, this month, which is an amazing accomplishment. Whether you've been in business for yourself or not, I think you know that and um there aren't many businesses in Hellertown that have been around that long so I want to congratulate you Wes on that and and tell me a little bit about what you attribute that success to I mean 30 years is just really an awesome achievement mm-hmm. um
3: I would have to say there's a couple things first of all let me say thank you for having me uh on the podcast it's a, it's a true honor um, so I appreciate you both and um, I had to uh, identify what I attribute 30 years of a successful business um, a couple key principles would be resilience um, steadfastness um, and just plain old work ethic really you go through a lot of adversity in 30 years you go through adversity in 5 years <laughs> mm-hmm. you know but I think her, and and speaking to my mother, um, Joanne, uh, her ability to just keep getting up and keep showing up is really what is really the reason why she's been in business for
0: thirty years. Yeah. Yeah. And I should mention that we're we're going to have an article about this too on TalkingSource.com, which kind of touches on some of the highs and lows and, you know, the challenges, um, and, and also her, her, her work ethic. Yeah. She grew up on a farm working very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Getting those hands strong.
3: Yeah. You know, and and I grew up going to that farm. So I, I understand the culture that comes with that, you know, and it's a different mindset. Mm -hmm. And really, I think that her upbringing And the work ethic that was instilled in her at a young age is really, you know, what makes her the person that she is, absolutely 100%. You just don't find that anymore, Josh. You really just don't.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh, I agree. Let's talk a little bit about massage itself, and obviously everybody knows massage is relaxing, but beyond that, what are some of the health benefits?
3: Well, you know, people don't uh, really know, but massage has been around for thousands of years, right? Mm. Um, back to Egyptian times when they would use sticks and actually stones and, and you know, they would do soft tissue manipulation. Um, and even, uh, you know, a little bit fast forward to that, it was big in, in the gyms in, in, in Europe. By male gymnasts. That's where it became popular, a certain modality. And then even um, blind Japanese men, they're called uh, Ashi men. Mm -hmm. And it was very popular in Japan. And then, um, you know, it was brought to the United States uh, in the 20th century, at which point it became a holistic Modality and uh, a holistic alternative to Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the health benefits are increased circulation, uh, decreased inflammation, stress reduction, um, myofascial release, increased blood flow, range of mobility. Um, those are just some of the immediate benefits that come with. Therapeutic massage therapy.
0: hmm Yeah, I mean I can attest to that. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it has cognitive benefits too. Like it does. Cause you you're also stimulating blood flow to your brain. Correct. I need that. <laughs> we all do.
3: Yeah, and in today's world it's, it's it's very healthy to remove yourself from the stressful world that we live in and, and really unplug from the world for 60, 90 minutes, and allow the parasympathetic nervous system to become active, and um, and really just let your subconscious just
0: roam. Right, it's very, I've, I've obviously been to um, Saucon Valley Massage Therapy, and it's very cocooning when you're, I don't, I guess that's not really a word, but uh, co- it's like a cocoon effect when you're in there.
3: Yeah, it's, it, you know, and my mother i gotta to attest to her she has really created the environment of peacefulness happiness uh, relaxation and right just really try to make it all about the person
0: right you No, know, you've she's definitely achieved that um yeah. that that whole <laughs> environment or, environment that yeah. envelops your senses yeah and um that's important for sure the article is gonna explain more about this, but your mom also has a background in treating professional athletes and yeah. she worked closely, uh, she worked for the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, for a number of years. Yeah. That must have been an amazing, Im- that's a tribute really to her skill for one thing.
3: So a funny story about that, um, I'm 17 years old, I come home from wrestling practice, I go down to see how my mom's day was and uh, she says hey hang out here I want you to meet somebody so I'm sitting at the front desk and there's Donovan McNabb walking down the hallway 17 years old (laughs) uh, wow yeah and I was starstruck I was like oh my gosh Uh, but yeah yeah yeah, she was uh, you know she was the head massage therapist for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, from 99 to 2011 um it was wow, like, I didn't yeah, realize it was that long. It was an incredible time, yeah. some Every big name within that time,
0: you know, she she's had the pleasure of working on. Right, and um, when you go into to your business, you'll see, like, photos of her with yeah. some of the players, and Absolutely. it's like a wall of fame, which is really cool. Yeah. And you also work, you've worked with athletes here at Saucon Valley, right? Yeah. Like, Talitha. Talitha, yes. Yes. And... Yeah, you you um, sponsored the. Um
3: yeah, yeah. So um, Tell us about that. You we were actually um, doing a. We were doing a, a a promotional event, where all the proceeds went to Silicon Valley Track and Field. Um, it, I had coordinated it through uh, Mr. Koloski and through that, I met um, Talitha's mom, Miss uh, Joetta Clark. Mm -hmm. Uh, who was a phenomenal person, um, a really incredible woman. And, you know, at the time, um, I didn't necessarily know uh, who she was. um, But shortly thereafter, um, you know, she introduced me to her daughter. And, you know, she's uh, become a good friend. That's great. Yeah, she's become a good friend.
0: Yeah, I mean they seem like a wonderful family and, and yeah, just, she,
3: she's, she's the whole package. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's just an incredible young woman and I'm just, uh, beyond blessed to be a part of her journey and, you know, and, she, you know, top elite athletes, they take their bodies very seriously and massage therapy just happens to fit in
0: that protocol of elite athletes. You might have to make some trips to Florida. <laughs> She's going to be down there uh, pretty soon. And I wish her the best, absolutely. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about your background. And even though you grew up around the business, like it wasn't something that you always thought you would do, right?
3: No, I, was, uh, I had no idea that I would be in business. Um, I was an ironworker welder. Mm -hmm. Like I was, uh, you know, I was a construction guy, um, you know, still tail boots and hard hats and getting dirty every day. And, um, you know, my last year doing that type of work, um, I made more money than I ever made in my entire life, but there was something missing. I was, I wasn't fulfilled. I was miserable. Mm -hmm. And at 27, 28 years old, I said, there's gotta be more to life than just this and I did the craziest thing I've ever done in my life I walked away from you know the security of working for somebody else and I really really humbled myself um, and just did some soul-searching and you know trying to find myself um, trying to find fulfillment and through that um, it's gonna sound crazy but it's not that crazy to me I I basically I, I got this Message, uh, thought, idea in my subconscious that said, "Go help your mom." Huh. Just go help your mom. Now you got to understand the the perspective that I had. I went from being the epitome of a construction worker to being a massage therapist. Wow! <laughs> Within a matter of a couple of months. Um. I had I was I was fearful I was scared I didn't know if this was gonna work I thought this was the craziest thing in the world not only that but what is everybody gonna think right but you know I um, I saw what my mom put her blood sweat and tears into for 28 years and I wanted to take what she built
0: and enhance it Mm hmm and not only that you're healing people too
3: Yeah, I find, you know, a great amount of fulfillment, not only in the clients that allow us to work on them, but the, the, the young ladies that I have working with me and being able to pour into them is one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's crazy though, but I'm sorry to answer your question. um, No, I, I never saw myself as
0: an entrepreneur whatsoever and you've really ramped up your entrepreneurship because you actually sort of have three businesses now do you want to tell us about the others
3: yeah so there's Soccer valley massage located in hellertown um you know that's probably my main uh business and then about two years ago um somebody put an opportunity in front of me where um basically it's It's network marketing, no network marketing experience whatsoever before in my entire life. Um, I didn't even know what that was. And, you know, basically what I do is I save people money on their electric bill. And as a result, I earn income. And that business um, is kind of rivaling Silicon Valley Massage Hmm. in terms of... uh, Uh, just success, I guess. Um, you know, I, within nine months, I went to the top 3% of the company and I treat it like a business um, Mm -hmm. and therefore it produces like a business. So that's business number two. And then the third one is motivational speaking. So, um, I, I have a, I have a partner, uh, named Brad Modrich. Brad was the vice president of LA fitness for like 16 years. Um, walked away from corporate America, and we started a motivational speaking uh, business called uh, Conflict. And it's all about conquering your conflicts, uh, both internal and physical, mental and spiritual. And it's all about creating leadership within millennials. It's about empowering women. And it's about helping those who have a history of adversity overcome whatever hurdles that might arise in doing so
0: hmm that, that sounds awesome what do you, do you speak to particular groups or
3: yeah so we you know we've spoken at multiple high schools um, women's groups uh, rehab facilities um, uh, halfway houses um, um, uh, leadership groups entrepreneurial groups things of that nature
0: great um, one one of the things I really admire that you do, and hopefully all local businesses do that, is trying to support other local businesses. Mm-hmm. And, and I see you doing that with, you know, different in different ways. Um, like right now, you're you have a Valentine's Day special, and you've kind of partnered with Hellertown Bakery on that, and you guys are, are real close, located close yeah, to each area, other, yeah. and um, and but you also participate in events, you know, and, and you're out there in the community, so um, community involvement is mm-hmm. big for you. Yeah. And um, why, why is that important?
3: Well, um, I just believe in, I believe in community. I, I grew up in Hellertown, um, and I, I live by the philosophy, philosophy that uh, when the tide comes in, all ships rise so I'm always trying to help other people because one day I believe that it comes back you know what I mean and mm-hmm. um, and I also live by the by the philosophy of you know if you're not trying to make someone else's life better then what are you really doing
0: mhm um right what are you really doing yeah exactly or yeah make, make the world a better place
3: yeah, make the world a better place. But um, I, you know, I rely on on the on the community as a whole in order to stay in business. You know, if I if I'm not giving back to the same community that is giving to me, it's 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 not gonna last long. Right. You know what I mean. Um, I just I believe in paying it forward. I believe in supporting those who support you my
0: actions show it absolutely and and I it's also a good time to highlight the outside of your building which within the last couple years you've really accentuated with you know it's a it's a very unusual looking building at least for hellertown because it was a bank at one time correct and you still have the vault in there, right? Correct. But the outside has like an eagle yep. carved into it. And, and you you got a facade matching grant yes. through the borough. Yeah. And beautified it. And, and it looks great.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, in the beginning, remember how I said I was extremely scared? Well, <laughs> the cure-all to fear is massive action. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, not knowing what to do, I just did something. And, um, I had a vision, I saw an awesome building that really wasn't being highlighted. And I took advantage of free money basically mm-hmm. through the facade improvement program, went through the, jumped through the hoops that I needed to do and, um, yeah, it looks great. It looks phenomenal.
0: Yeah. It really, it, it makes the town look better and it comes back to benefit the businesses too, because more people are going to notice your business. Yeah. so. Well, lastly, tell us a little bit more about the, uh, the Valentine's day special and then how people can connect with you online.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so, it, and it's kind of funny, we're almost 100% full on Valentine's day and Saturday. Um,
0: so, so you can get a couple's massage other times. Yeah, of you course. can get a couple's yeah.
3: massage, uh, anytime (laughs) so basically uh, what I've done is I've maximized the the uh, number of rooms in in that space and I've created two couples rooms Um, we have five therapists um, two couples rooms two single rooms and um, basically you and you know whoever you want uh, can come in and have a relaxing experience with aromatherapy hot towels and during the Valentine's Day season, like you said, I partnered with Hellertown Bakery. So every couples massage that comes in, uh, hopefully in the month of February, uh, we'll have we'll get two free Valentine's Day cupcakes, as well as a secret Valentine's Day envelope. Um, in the envelope, are uh, a discount ranging from ten percent off to a free massage. That's to be brought back between the months of April and August to find out what the contents of the envelope are.
0: And that's that's a fun promotion because yeah. everybody likes a surprise. Yeah, so. it's like
3: a secret, secret, secret Valentine's Day yes. kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Another incentive um, if, if you, you know, can get one of those few remaining appointments, um, like you said, you're almost sold out for that. I think there's like two on Friday left. So call immediately when you hear this <laughs> <laughs> and then you have a great website where people can book online
3: Yep, it's stalking valley com. online scheduling online gift certificates
0: mm-hmm. um, i've used it it's super easy yeah thank you don't have to call so you know you can do it in the middle of the night or whatever yeah it's perfect and then you're you're very involved with social media with facebook instagram yep
3: Yep, Facebook, Instagram, Saucon Valley Massage.
0: Yep. Definitely follow you on there, and you're located at 628 Main Street in Allertown. Correct. Awesome. Well, thank you, Wes, for joining us. No problem. Thanks a lot, man. No Rain Date is an original production of Sock and Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening.
2: Every night,